right, so we are back. Now, I'm going to give you a little clue in the Laodicean. Roughly looking back at my notes. The Laodicean, these are the ones that are left behind. So the Laodicean age are the ones left behind. Mm. A remnant. Sound familiar? A remnant. Interesting that we touched on that. So let's go on to R. It says, R represents speaking to a group who did not take Yahuwah's memorial. So he's telling them to repent, therefore, and be zealous for him. Then we go to 5, which doesn't mean anything. S. In the King James Version, this reads SUP. Okay. And it's Yeshua speaking about his memorial, the uh, congregation memorial where you take the bread and the um, wine. Okay. Him to me and I to him. You sup with me. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. Including washing feet. 1 Corinthians. 11.20 states. And we are going there now. 1 Corinthians 11. Unity. I believe it says unity at the table of the Lord. It's 20. Therefore, when you meet together in the same place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Interesting. He's telling them that it's not just meeting to eat the Lord's Supper and sup with each other, but it's also you're there to be with the Lord. Okay, let's go. To, and it also talks about washing feet later on, which he's the unity in the Lord's table is what it means. Now we're going to go to Yohanikan or John. Back to John. Thirteen. Here we go. Modeling of servanthood. Thirteen four. So, he gets up from the meal and lays aside his outer garment and takes a towel and he wraps it around him and his waist. Interesting. Showing servanthood. Servitude. So, this particular church was not serving the Father as it should. Which is an interesting analogy that we see it being in Yohanikan. Interesting. So we see that the Laodicea church was uh, 
just that. Uh, now we go into Mark. Let's go back to Mark and look at the first thing in Mark. 7 and 8. We look at it in John. Now we're going to go to Mark. 7, 8, and 9. And see what Mark says. Again, referring to the Laodicean church. Q. In vain they worship me. Teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. That's not promising. He goes on to say, having left behind the commandments of God, you hold on to traditions of men. So they're religious and that's it. Leaving behind the commandments which he spoke of. Interesting. Let's go to Isaiah now, 29.13 and see what that says. Isaiah Twenty-nine, thirteen. So Adonai says, since these people, since these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, yet their hearts are far from me. So he's speaking here, they're far from him. And their fear of me is a mitzvah taught by men. Interesting he would say that. So now we go to A. And it guides us right back to Mark and Matthew. So now we're going to go to these two. And we'll write this down so I have them. Matthew. Fifteen, eight and nine. That's what we're going to look at, and then Mark again. Seven, six and seven. So let's go to Matthew first. Fifteen. So we're in the chapter of the Pharisees. Let's see what this is. And these people honor me with their lips. Quoting the same verse again. But their hearts is far from me. And in vain they worship me. Teaching doctrines of men. And not the commandments. They teach the commandments of men. Again, referring to Isaiah. So let's go. And look at Mark 7. Once more. Mark 7. 6 through 7. We already looked at 
And he said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy about your hypocrisy, as it is written. Who? These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So the Laodicean church, they honor them with lips of servitude, but they deny the power thereof in the heart. Okay, so we see that. And so it speaks, and so it shall be. And I was one of these people at one point, because of the teachings and doctrines of men. Hypocrisy, he calls it. Interesting, he calls it hypocrisy, because <laughs> I would believe it so. You can't honor the Father and the Son together and expect to get anything in return. And this is the left-behind generation or the Laodicean age. So right now we are on the precipice, if the count is correct, which it is, 1,260 years have spanned roughly in creation years. We are at a turning point right now. That turning point is we're going into a new era of divine grace. And it's going to be a doozy when I show it the second half. Um... It's really eye-opening, really forefront, and I'm going to save that for the second half. Because when we finish this second half, we're going to start talking about what is going on. And I'm going to combine this with what I was talking about, the Revelation 12 sign and so forth and so on, and what I'm working up to. The whole thing is the signs have been in the heavens. And nobody understood him. No, I'm not saying Papa's coming. And I'm not saying Yeshua's not either. But let me explain something here. The left behind age is an age of the churches not having the spirit. That's what left behind means. It's the removal of the spirit from the soul. And teaching of mouth only find it interesting that it took me this long to figure this out that what is being taught is wrong and that we are living in that end of this particular era it's coming to an end and the unification of the churches are happening the birth of the revival of the Jewish community and salvation and then the Gentiles are coming together as one body one new man and they're now looking at the Bible a different way I'm not saying I had anything to do with it but I am saying I am seeing the signs that things are going back to what they should um, and we will see that here right now we're at a precipice You've got dark and light fighting, you've got good and bad fighting, and you've got the church is splitting. You've got your dark side going one way that wants to keep the old ways. And you've got the new coming out of a new spiritual reformation. And I think the United States is going to go the latter. 
Um, I don't think Papa's going to let the old ways stand much longer. He's destroying them. But there is hope, and we have to continue praying. We have to continue fighting, and we have to continue doing our course. Otherwise, if we let the darkness come in, the spirit will remove itself totally from this world, and we will be left with nothing and facing an unknown. It's a bad thought. I don't want to think it, nor do I want to know it. But we're going to see as we enter the final church, you're going to see this era is an era of enlightenment, and we're seeing that transition now. Ultimately, that transition, we're in that phase right now. The Father's going to win. They can't stop it. And there's going to be a thousand years of it. A thousand years. And we're seeing the beginnings of that period of the end of one age and the beginning of a new age of grace. It's amazing that I live to see this. It's amazing I'm living to see the birth of the next spiritual revolution. But at what cost? lives at what cost our souls at what cost a nation i'm not going to say one way or the other but i will say if you follow church history we are coming to the end of the first 1200 years of that church history They tried to say that church history has already happened. It's not. We are at the end of that dispensation. 6,000 years has passed. We're now sitting into an unknown. We're getting ready to transition. And getting ready for that 7,000 year time frame. We're at 5781. Twelve thousand years. Twelve thousand and sixty years. I've explained it in four errors, church episodes, what these were representing. Yeah, they teach it that it's a church dispensation, but a dispensation is not exactly what it is. It's an error or time frame. In the church's history, we've had persecution. The true church, persecution, persecution, Catholicism entered in, separation of the two sides of the church, the split of Israel from its roots, and then the church split away from that and broke away. And now we're seeing it colliding in the return. It's interesting. Is there hope? Oh, yeah, there's hope. But at what cost? We've got to put our lives on the line and fight. I'm fighting. I'm fighting right here, giving you guys hope, my hope going to you. This is what the Father showed me, and this is what the Father wants you to know. And for 2,000 years, the churches have been, the Jews and Gentile believers have been separated. You cannot understand the Bible without having both sides 
and I'm teaching it from a Hebraic perspective. So I'm going to let you go. I'll take a 10 minute. That'll give me enough time, maybe 15, and I'll be right back for this ne the next half of this recording. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So now we are back. We are getting ready for the final church and the final era. And this is called Philadelphia, the era of brotherly love. Interesting, the name. So let's go in and read this. The seventh era of the house of Yahuwah, the reestablishment of the house of Yahuwah in the last days, the true worship, faithful practices, a promise of protection. Interesting. So let's go into the read before we go into explanations of things. And it says here, And to the Malekah of the congregation of the house of Yahuwah in Philadelphia, write these things, says he who is holy, he who is true. He who is the who has the keys of David, he who opens uh, opens the door and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. Now this is talking about the lineage of David, and who has the keys that are true. So I underline that. So we are now going to look at number two. And it gives us Isaiah twenty two twenty two. So let's see what Isaiah twenty two twenty two says. If you'll come with me, we are going to study the house of brotherly love. takes us to Isaiah 22, 22. So remember that, 22, 22. Isaiah 22, 22. I will set the keys of the house of David upon his shoulders. What he opens, no man can shut. And what he shuts, no man can open. So one, one says he will open and no man shuts that door. And he... When he shuts it, no man can open. So now we are going to go to A. Back to Revelations 3.7. The same connotation of this verse in Revelations 3.7. Interesting. So let's go on. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. So there's the door. An open door. And no man can shut it. For you have a little strength, but have kept my word and have not denied my name. Interesting. So kept his word and not denied his name. So let's go over here and look at E. So, we see D, which is the Malacca of the congregation. We're going to go to 7, 1 through, chapter 7, 1 through 4. And we are going to see 
what this is all about. One through four. And after these things, I saw four Maleka standing on the four corners of the earth, holding four winds of the earth, so that the winds should not be blown on the earth, nor on the seas, nor on any trees. And I saw another Maleka ascend from the earth, having the seal of the Father. And he cried with a loud voice with the four Maleka to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our father in their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, and there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Interesting. So we see here the four winds should not blow up on the seas, nor the earth, nor any tree. Interesting. And then these angels or Maleka ascend from the east. Having the seals of the living father and the, he who cried a loud voice of the four Maleka. Hurt not the earth and the seas. Okay. Saying again the same thing to the servants of our father on their foreheads. Okay. And V is talking about the 144,000 of Israel being instituted. So now we are going to hold just this one verse. And we're going to look and see what we read to. We're going to go to Psalms 2.9. Also, and again, the same verse talks about David uh, in Psalms. In Psalms 2.9. In Psalms 2.9. Sorry there. Uh, little buggy thing. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. Don't even want to go there. Back to what we were doing. <clears throat> so we are looking at Psalms. Psalms 2, 9. Actually, we don't have to. Okay, so let's go to our next one. We'll go back to the original verse that we were reading. And that was in Revelation 7, 1 through 4. And we're going to look at Revelation 7 through 4. So the first thing it says, the winds of war... What wars are behind being held back? Wars. So we're going to look at Revelation 6. And it explains the wars in Revelation 6. Matthew, Revelations 9, and Isaiah. Okay? So remember, the winds are the winds of war. The four corners or the four is your winds being blown of war. Which is interesting that it should say that. 
but we are going to look in Revelation 6 and see. And this is Revelation 6, 7, 12, and 13. So let's go to 6, 7. We're in it right now. It says, And he, and he had opened up the fourth seal, and I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come and see. Okay. The first great half of the tribulation is what this is. Goes on to say, we go to 12, the sixth seal. And I looked, and behold, when he had opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. So here we see the opening of the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. A great earthquake. Which is interesting that we see this great earthquake. So now let's go in and look at J, which is Matthew 24, 29. So we're going to go to Matthew real quickly here. 24, and we are in 24, 29. It says, but immediately after the trouble of those days, troubles of those days, immediately after, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give its light, and the stars will fall from the heavens, and the powers will be shaken. Okay. The powers at B would be shaken. So let's go to E. And we will write these verses down. I need a pen. <laughs> Sorry there. Sometimes I have to rotate between pens. We will write these verses down. And it gives us E. But several verses in here. Isaiah 13, 10, 34, 4, Ezekiel 32, 7, Yo or Joel 2, 10. And three, four. And Zeph, Zepha, Zephna, one, fifteen. Okay. We go further. Isaiah three, ten. We've got that Ezekiel thirty-four. And okay, we got it all. All right. We got two others here. Mark thirteen. 24, and Luke, 21, 25. All right, so these are the verses we're going to find out what this pertains to in Matthew. 
is talking in J. G, we have J. We were looking at J here. We read 7, which is up here. Talks about the creation. So we'll fold this in back down here in my book and go to Isaiah 13 10. I know this is extensive and we've already passed a lot of time but it's well worth it when you find out the truth Isaiah 13 10 10 for the stars of the heavens and their constellations will not give their light and the rising Sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light interesting you see the same connotative in 13.10. Backing up that these things will happen. The moon will not give its light. So B, again, Revelations, Matthew. We've already looked at that. Let's look at Revelations 8.12 real quick. We can do that here. I don't have to look at it in my book. Um, let's see. 8, what was it? 8, 12? Colossians 8, 12. All right. And it says, And the fourth malacca sounded. This is talking about the seal now. We went from looking at the seal to the seventh seal. Four trumpets, effect of war in heaven and in the midst of the great tribulation. And the fourth malacca sounded, and the third part of the sun was struck, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars. So the third, third of them were darkened, and the day did not shine, for the third part likewise the night. Okay, so this is the seventh seal, and the war in heaven. So we're, we're, we're seeing a picture of what takes place in heaven and on earth. Okay, so let's go to the next one, which is Isaiah 34. So we go just a few chapters over to 34 in Isaiah 34. Four. And then all the hosts of heaven, the heavens was dissolved, and the sky will be rolled up, rolled up like a scroll. So all their array will wither away, like the leaves drooping from the vine, like a fig shriveled up from the fig tree. Interesting. And this is in Isaiah. The skies will be rolled back like a scroll. And the hosts of heaven will be seen. Interesting that it would be saying that. And it's pertaining to Revelations 13 and 14. Talking about the stars in heaven fell onto the earth as a fig tree drops its 
timely figs. So it leads then, and and this leads to Revelations 13 and 14, where it talks about the stars in heaven. Interesting. Okay, I need to cut it here for a little bit. We'll come right back. All right, so I'm back again. So we've seen where things are dropped from the heavens, stars. And the heavens will depart like a scroll. So now we are going to Ezekiel 32, 7. And when I extinguish you, I will cover the sun with clouds, and the moon will not give her light. This is talking about, again, the church age. So he's saying that he's going to extinguish everything. Again, it, it gives A, which is Matthew, referring back to Matthew. So now let's go to Joel, Yael, or Joel, just a few chapters over, and Joel 2, 10. Let me pull that out, 2, 10. Adonai uttered his voice before his army, for he encamped in the very vast of mighty, for the mighty in the carriers of carries out his word. Okay, that's not it. Before them laid quakes, heavens trembled, and the moon became dark. Okay. The sun and moon became dark. Stars withdrew their brightness. See, again, leads us back to Revelations and such. Okay, so we looked at Joel 2. 10. Now let's look at Joel 3, 4. And again, it refers to the moon being darkened and the great and awesome day of, of Adonai's coming, the Lord's coming. Okay, now let's look at Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Zechariah. Zephaniah. Zephaniah, I just found it. Zephaniah 1.15 states, That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble, a day of distress, a day of devastating storms and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. So in this we see this day is a day of wrath, a day of troubles and distress, a day of divest storms and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Interesting he would say that. And let's go to Mark. Thirteen twenty-four. Thirteen. 
24. But in those days, after the trouble, the sun will be darkened and the moon shall not give light. Okay, so he clarifies it one more time that it, after those days of trouble, the moon will be darkened and the moon cannot give light. Ha ha. Talking about eclipses. Luke 2, 24. So let's go to Luke 2. Luke 2, 24. So they offered a sacrifice according to what was said in the Torah of Adonai, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Interesting. So they was... According to this, 25, okay, now, and now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and pious, waiting for the consolation, consolation of Israel. Interesting. So this is talking about somebody by the name of Simeon, whose name was Simeon. This man was just and pious. Waiting for a consolation of the cons, cons, consolation of Israel. Okay, now it gives two more verses in Isaiah or Isha forty and one and fifty one three. We will go in here and see what this means. Then the, the Ruach was on him. Okay. So it goes on talking about the Ruach or the, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Ruach HaKodesh was on him. So he was waiting for the consolation. So let's go on and see what it says in Isaiah again. Isaiah 40 and 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says, says your God. Comfort my people. So he's wanting someone to comfort them. Let's go to 51 now. Fifty-one three. Says, For I will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her a wilderness in Eden. Her deserts like a garden of Adonai. Joy and gladness will be found in her. 
Thanksgiving and Sound of Melody. So here he's talking about a woman in Zion. Which is interesting. That he would talk about such things. So we see the first time somebody by the name of Simeon's mentioned. And then we go on to look down. Now we're going to look at Revelations 9, 17 through 20. Which is a few chapters over. 17 through 20. Okay. And in my vision I saw a horse. And those who sat up on them. Like this, they had breastplates of fire, yellow, and jadeth blue, and brimstone red. And the heads of the horses were as heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, smoke, and brimstone. Interesting. Jadeth blue. And brimstone red headdresses on the horses and lions and fire proceeded out of their mouths. By this three were a third of the men killed by fire, by smoke, and by brimstone that issued out of their mouths. Interesting again we see that. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, and in their tails were similar to serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men who were not killed by the plagues still did not repent of the works of their hands, and they should not worship demons, worship demons and gods of Elohim. Of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone of wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk so let's go and look at this this is the seventh seal and it's the second woe of nuclear war jade is blue so we go in and look at see a blue sapphire stone is what it means so this jade blue is a sapphire stone these people that are sitting on these horses with God have a breastplate of fire of yellow and of jadeth blue or sapphire stone. The heads of lions out of their mouths issue fire, smoke, and brimstone. Talking about nuclear war. So let's go on down here. B or D actually. Talks about a revelations in the dictionary concordance flashing who's the whole world. Okay, so let's go look at Revelations 12 9 real quickly. Nine. And a great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Shaitan, who deceived the whole world. She was cast into the earth, and her angels were cast out with her. Here you go. There was the war described in heaven. Shaitan. 
So let's go back. So now we are going to E. Worship. Revelations 13, 4. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like this beast who is able to make war with him? So now we are looking at I. And it means to fail, to be absent, remain, remaining one's rest, to leave. J. Well, actually, it's T. Excuse me, T. Served. U. The great whore, the ruler over the whole earth. Revelation 17, 1 and 15. 17, 1. And there came out of the seven Maleka who had the seven bowls. So here we go with the bowls. I will show you the sentence of the great whore that sits upon the waters. And the waters is exactly what it describes. K. Idols, God worshippers or worshippers of other Elohim is what it means. And M, we don't have to look at that. And the next one we are looking at, let's see, it gives you 15. So I'm going to mark this one. So we're going to 15, 17, 15, and we're going to look at that. And he said to me, the waters which you saw where the whore sits are people and multitudes and nations and tongues. So this refers to Revelations 18 and Revelations 7-3. Um, talking about those who sit upon multiple waters and languages and tongues. It's not, it's not necessarily referring to America. Um... But it's referring to a nation, inside of a nation. Okay, let's look at 18 now. And the woman you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. A great city that rules over the kings of the earth. America's not a city, it's a country. It's referring to Rome. Okay. That's what we're talking about here, Rome. Okay, so now we're going to go back to where we were reading. Okay. So we are still over here in Revelation. And then we got F. So we finished that. Spirits being whom worship, which is Lucifer or Shaitan. There you go. It leads right back to where number one is. <laughs> Quite amazing when you go through it. That this one verse follows the path of everything we studied. Okay. So now we are going on. 
We have looked at that. And that's just one verse describing a whole event. So I'm going to cut off here and I'm going to do a third section. And we are going to go on to the doors and so forth that he explains. All right, so I'm back again. So we've seen where things are dropped from the heavens, stars, and the heavens will depart like a scroll. So now we are going to Ezekiel 32, 7. And when I extinguish you, I will cover the sun with clouds, and the moon will not give her light. This is talking about, again, the church age. So he's saying that he's going to extinguish everything. Again, it, it gives A, which is Matthew, referring back to Matthew. So now let's go to Joel. Yael, or Joel. Just a few chapters over. And Joel 2, 10. Let me pull that out. 2, 10. Adonai uttered his voice before his army. For he encamped in the very vast of mighty, for the mighty in the carriers of carries out his word. Okay, that's not it. Before them laid quakes, heavens trembled, and the moon became dark. Okay. The sun and moon became dark. Stars withdrew their brightness. See, again, leads us back to Revelations and such. Okay, so we looked at Joel 2.10. Now let's look at Joel 3.4. And again, it refers to the moon being darkened and the great and awesome day of, of Adonai's coming, the Lord's coming. Okay, now let's look at Zephaniah. Zephaniah, Zechariah, I mean Zephaniah. There we go, Zephaniah, I just found it. Zephaniah 1.15 states, that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble, a day of distress, a day of devastating storms and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. So in this we see this day is a day of wrath, a day of troubles and distress, a day of devast storms and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Interesting he would say that. And let's go to Mark. Thirteen twenty four. Thirteen twenty four. But in those days after the trouble the sun will be darkened and the moon shall not give light. Okay, so he clarifies it one more time that it, after those days of trouble, the moon will be darkened and the moon 
cannot give light. Haha, -ha. talking about eclipses. Luke 2 24. So let's go to Luke 2. Luke 2, 24. So they offered a sacrifice according to what was said in the Torah of Adonai, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Interesting. So they was... According to this, 25, okay, now, and now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and pious, waiting for the consolation, consolation of Israel. Interesting. So this is talking about somebody by the name of Simeon, whose name was Simeon. This man was just and pious waiting for a consolation of the cons cons consolation of Israel. Okay, now it gives two more verses in Isaiah or Isha 40 and 1 and 51 3. We will go in here and see what this means. Then the, the Ruach was on him. Okay. So it goes on talking about the Ruach or the, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Ruach HaKodesh was on him. So he was waiting for the consolation. So let's go on and see what it says in Isaiah again. Isaiah 40 and 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says, says your God. Comfort my people. So he's wanting someone to comfort them. Let's go to 51 now. Fifty-one, three. Says, for Adonai will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her a wilderness in Eden. Her deserts like a garden of Adonai. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and sound of melody. So here he's talking about a woman in Zion. Which is interesting. 
that he would talk about such things. So we see the first time somebody by the name of Simeon's mentioned, and then we go on to look down. Now we're going to look at Revelations 9, 17 through 20, which is a few chapters over, 17 through 20. Okay. And in my vision, I saw a horse and those who sat up on them like this. They had breastplates of fire, yellow and jadeth blue and brimstone red. And the heads of the horses were as heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire, smoke and brimstone. Interesting. Jadis blue and brimstone red headdresses on the horses and lions and fire proceeded out of their mouths. By this three were a third of the men killed by fire, by smoke, and by brimstone that issued out of their mouths. Interesting again we see that. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, and in their tails were similar to serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men who were not killed by the plagues still did not repent of the works of their hands, and they should not worship demons, worship demons and gods of Elohim of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone of wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk so let's go and look at this this is the seventh seal and it's the second woe of nuclear war jadis blue so we go in and look at c a blue sapphire stone is what it means so this jadis blue is a sapphire stone these people that are sitting on these horses with God have a breastplate of fire of yellow and of jadeth blue or sapphire stone. The heads of lions out of their mouths issue fire, smoke, and brimstone. Talking about nuclear war. So let's go on down here. B or D actually. Talks about a revelations in the dictionary concordance flashing who's the whole world. Okay, so let's go look at Revelations 12 9 real quickly. Nine. And a great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Shaitan, who deceived the whole world. She was cast into the earth, and her angels were cast out with her. Here you go. There was the war described in heaven. Shaitan. So let's go back. So now we are going to E worship Revelations 13 4 
And they worshipped the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like this beast who is able to make war with him? So now we are looking at I, and it means to fail, to be absent, remain, remaining one's rest, to leave. J, well, actually it's T, excuse me, T, served. U, the great whore, the ruler over the whole earth. Revelation 17, 1 and 15. 17, 1. And there came out of the seven Maleka who had the seven bowls. So here we go with the bowls. I will show you the sentence of the great whore that sits upon the waters. And the waters is exactly what it describes. K. Idols, God worshippers or worshippers of other Elohim is what it means. And M, we don't have to look at that. And the next one we are looking at. Let's see. It gives you 15 so I'm gonna mark this one so we're going to 15 17 15 and we're going to look at that and he said to me the waters which you saw where the horror sits are people and multitudes and nations and tongues so this refers to Revelations 18 and Revelations 7-3. Um, talking about those who sit upon multiple waters and languages and tongues. It's not, it's not necessarily referring to America. Um, but it's referring to a nation. Inside of a nation. Okay, let's look at 18 now. And the woman you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. A great city that rules over the kings of the earth. America's not a city, it's a country. It's referring to Rome. Okay, That's what we're talking about here, Rome. Okay, so now we're going to go back to where we were reading. Okay, so we are still over here in Revelation, and then we got F, so we finished that. Spirits being whom worship, which is Lucifer or Shaitan. There you go. It leads right back to where number one is. <laughs> Quite amazing when you go through it. That this one verse follows the path of everything we studied. Okay. So now we are going on. We have looked at that. And that's just one verse describing a whole event. So I'm going to cut off here and I'm going to do a third section. And we are going to go on to the doors and so forth that he explains.